Hey, everybody, I'm Travis. And I'm Richard. We're in a band together called Chasing Anthems. We're also friends with similar interests and a passion for music. We're family men and, most importantly, followers of Christ. We've met many bands along our musical journey. And we look forward to meeting many more. We created this podcast to introduce our friends we've met along the way. And to share their story, as well as ours, about what we've learned and experienced. And have some meaningful conversations regarding our faith. You ready? Let's get into this, man. We are rolling. Okay, here we go. Hey, guys, what's going on? We're back with another uh, video podcast. Super excited today. We got Lyrico out from New Jersey with us um so welcome to the podcast thank you so much for being here if you wouldn't mind go ahead and give our listeners just like a little bit of an intro of who you are where you came from and what you're all about man how y'all doing thank you for the opportunity thank you for the platform i bless god for the opportunity you know thank you all richard um you and your team god bless you guys a lot i'm augustine carewood that's my government name artist name lyrical gosh child and born and raised in West Africa, Liberia, came to America in the year 2001, almost 2020, um, 2002, November 2nd, 2001, I came to America and lived in Philadelphia for a couple of years and grew up, you know, on the West South Africa, Liberia, and came to America at the age of 16 and currently I live in Jersey. I live in PA. From PA, moved to Jersey in 2018. God bless me and my family with a house in Jersey. And where I'm at currently, you know, man of God, uh, um, lead pastor and prophet, you know, young ministry that God led me to, to um, start to build last year. So House of Prayer Ministry, I'm the lead pastor and the prophet in the ministry. And also... I'm working, I got a gospel music ministry, you know, working on that. And I'm also writing a book that's supposed to be released um, March, April this year called From the Streets to the Pulpit. So wow. it's a clothing line, also um, K&G Gospel Kingdom Clothing, which is released that last year, November. So, yeah, that's me. Well, you got a, a full plate on your, your hands there. Uh, when, when, so you said you uh, immigrated to the United States at what, what age again? 16. 16. Okay. And um, when did you start pursuing music? When did you know that music was a passion for you? And did you start picking up music as a craft and, and something that you wanted to pursue? Well, even back in Africa, I always... I always had that passion for music, you know, but never, never really had the opportunity to really pursue it much because of the resources, the limited resources. You know, I didn't have the right people, the right team as far as management and as far as studio recording. At that time, things really wasn't, you know, ready up to date like today, like how everything is right now. So. Because of that, I really didn't pursue it much. You know, I was more into soccer then until I came to America. You know, I lived in Maryland for about a year when I first came to America. And then when 
I really, really started pursuing music in Maryland. And then when I really got to realize that, look, this is really, you know, something for me. Mm -hmm. I could really pursue this. You know, I could really go far in this, you know, and started off in the war, you know, started making hip hop music and club music and stuff like that. And I remember my first studio recording studio, professional recording studio I ever been in was a studio in Maryland, Lakeney Park. Um, a white guy I Google and I seen the studio, took the subject, went to Lakeney Park, found the studio, and you know, and when I got there, he told me in the booth. He said, Let's go in the booth. And he just told me in the booth, he said, Go ahead, spit some. I said, I ain't right now. He said, yeah, go freestyle. I'm like, what's freestyle? I, I, I didn't know what freestyle was. He said, just come off the top. And I just started rapping off the top. So he, he gave me that demo CDs. And, and he called it. He said, from today, your rap name is Lil A. That's the name he called me, Lil A, because my name was Augustine. So he called me Lil A. And that was the first time. That was my first experience, you know. And there, from there, I just fell in love with music, you know, and me and my friend, Gully McDonkey, was the one that introduced me, you know, and, and really started helping me take this to the next level. And from there, it was started limit. Yeah. Wow. So you, that, that fire, I think we all kind of have that, that experience where you either hear another artist or you hear, you know, you're driving down this, you know, in your parents' car, whatever it is, and you hear the radio and, and something inspires you to be like man i want to be like that guy you know i think we all have that origin Definitely. story you know that that's cool <clears throat> yeah i think so it's cool like so when we first met lyrico just to give the listeners a little bit of a background we were all at an event in nashville and um at this event they had different uh people there speakers and stuff like that and we um i kind of got drawn in that what's what was his name supreme right supreme from the wu-tang clan was like in this hallway and he was going off and he was talking about all these different things and so we went over there and we were kind of you know me and my wife were listening and then travis and his wife they were over there listening we were just listening and he was going and going and going and then um you know i look over and i see lyrico and we haven't met yet you know and he's kind of listening and then i saw another fellow um who I'm, hopefully we'll we'll end up uh getting him on the podcast too dorian bridges he was over there too and uh, we're we're just sitting there. Everybody's kind of listening. Well, once it died down, he was kind of done uh, going on a spiel. Me, uh, Dorian Bridges, and Lyrico, we kind of came together, and then um, we just had a little bit of a conversation. Then we kind of went our own way. Well, then when I was outside, I believe uh, we were outside of the event. It's kind of the end of the night. I think everybody was slowly heading back to the hotels, and and kind of just everybody's tired. It's a really long day. Everybody heard tons of different speeches and stories and testimonies and stuff. And, um, I got a little bit of an opportunity to hang out with Lyrico outside the hotel or well outside the event as we were waiting for our rides back to the hotels. And, um, that's when, I mean, you hit me with just like such an amazing story, just a life changing story from the beginning part of, of your West African days to your, uh, migration over here. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about that story or just diving into that? I mean, that was just so powerful. And I think your message should be heard by a bunch of people. I appreciate that, man. You know, like, like he said, you know, we met in Tennessee um, and we, we had a great time. You know, I learned so much from that conference. You know, I learned so much from that, from that event. And 
we met and he and myself chop it up, you know, and right, you know, right then we got connected. He like, bro, I like your story, you know, that keep in touch, you know, and let me know what you're doing. I'm gonna let you know what I'm doing and everything. And, you know, that's how we got connected. And since then, you know, we keep in touch every now and then just to check on each other. But, you know, born and raised in West Africa is like, it wasn't really easy, you know, because imagine being a young man and at the age of 13, 14, I'm going through civil war, you know. I was born 86. I'm born 86. 1989, the Civil War started, you know, in my country, Liberia. So that's about three years, three, four years. So I was young. My, growing up, I grew up in Civil War, you know, so gunfights, and you name it. I've seen all that. I've been through it. Walk day and night just to survive. I was just a young man. I was just a young child, you know, going through all that, you know, so... Coming to America, at that point, I felt like, you know, now I'm about to live the American dream. You know, so came, hit the streets life, you know, the party, you know, the women, the fun, the clubbing and all that. You know, I'm like, man, this is the life I want to live. You know, it's like I was in person and now I'm released. So I just, I, I, I was just having fun. I see young boy until I got booked. You know, and I was charged for 40 years in jail. And I was sitting in jail when God spoke to me. He told me, your mother womb, I ordain you, ordain you as my, my prophet, and it's time to do my work. It's time to, to, to be a testimony for me. It's time, it's time to preach my gospel and tell your testimony to everybody you see and let them know what I got for you. So now I'm born and raised as a Muslim. I wasn't born as a Christian. I'm born as a Muslim. So God himself brought me to Christianity. No one brought me to Christianity but God himself through the grace and the mercy of Jesus and through Jesus Christ. He said, accept my son Jesus as a personal Lord and Savior and do my work and I will take you from in jail and change your life and bless you. And just as he promised me, you know, the 40 charges, 40-year charges would drop against me and I became a free man. And he said, I kept my part of the bargain now it's time for you to keep your part of your of this agreement and do my work. And I came out, you know, March 17, 2010. I was bailed out. And in July, July 26, I was a free man, you wow. know. And from there, you know, gave my life to God through Jesus Christ. And I started doing his work. And he placed me, you know, he raised me up for 10 years as his young prophet. And after 10 years, about a year ago, he told me it's time to build for your young ministry, you know, and, 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 and bring the young people to me, you know, and tell the young people what I did for you. Share your testimony with them, you know, and, and lead them the right way. Let them know if I did it for you, I can do it for them. Let them trust in me. Bring, bring to me the young people, the young generation. So currently, that's what I'm doing, you know. By the power and the authority of God through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, I'm being led, you know, a house of prayer ministry is the young ministry that God gave me to build, you know, and he's building a ministry. And then he told me to focus on the music, also to preach the gospel through music. So I have a gospel music ministry also called KG Gospel Kingdom. That's the gospel ministry. And he told me to write a book about my life from the streets to the pulpit. 
So I'm I currently know. working on it also. And yeah, I just released a clip of live, me and my wife. So, so do, you, do you mind breaking that down a little bit more for our listeners? And I apologize if it's too personal, but you know, you've gone from civil war, poverty. Now you got that, the, the American dream, you're living the life and now Beautiful. you, now you're in prison. I mean, what I can't even imagine what that must've felt like to go from nothing to everything to nothing. And then to mm-hmm. have that, have that encounter. Can you, could you break down that encounter a little bit more so we can just grasp the, the magnitude of what you experienced? All right, I, I went I went to a party, me and my friends. On my birthday, they took me out. So we went to this party, and on our way from the party to go to the club, the kid that was having the party for, we knew him, we went to high school with him. And he went in the army, he was sent to Iraq, so he was coming back from the army, from the Marines, so they were having like a welcome back party for him. Mm. So being we all went to high school together. We know him, like, you know what? I go pay our respect to him. You know, he deserved it. So we went to pay our respect and everything. Like, yo, good job, bro. You know, God bless you. And, you know, you name it. So on our way out to the party, a couple of white kids, they said, oh, no one leaving, you know, because someone stole ourselves. Someone stole one of our men's self. And so we added everybody there, you know, so... One um, um, one of the African kids, they assumed he took the phone because he said, no one touched me. So they jumped on him, and when they jumped on him, also we jumped there. So if it's like a, a, a black and white African war, so everybody started fighting. You don't know who going to hit you. You don't know what. So we all started fighting, you know, and from there, shot fire, mm. you know, two times, and the Marion got shot. You know, and I got booked and he said, Oh, um, you did it. I'm like, I ain't do it. They said, Oh, you conspire with with with, with the person who do it. I'm like, I don't know who did it. You know, they said, You know who did it? I'm like, I don't know. They said, Well, since you protecting who did it, we're gonna charge you and they charged me with forty years. They charged me with about seven wow. to eight different <clears throat> resulting for forty years. He said, well, since you want to act like you are tall and you don't want to tell us who did it, you're going to go to jail for 40 years. So they arrested me. They locked me up in the county jail, you know, and I was there um, from January to March. I was in jail and I was sitting in jail there when God spoke to me. Wow. I was sitting. Man, I can't even fathom. Just two different worlds, right? That's what's that's what's so beautiful about coming together like this and yeah. having those different connections with different people. Because a lot of times, you know, especially as Americans, you know, we get in this little tiny bubble of protection and we don't understand that there's an entire world out there that is just, you know, in, insane. There's things that are going on that are beyond our comprehension because these are not things that we've ever experienced. So when you meet a friend like like lyrical here you know and we have the opportunity to have these open candid discussions where he's comfortable and i think it's just truly amazing that you 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 were able to open up so quickly and and give this type of a story to me and then to be able to do it again um on here because i mean it really is it it really is eye-opening for a lot of like people like i know in my nobody in my family has felt anything remotely 
um, close to the things that you have dealt with. And then to hear about how God has worked through your life from the beginning and, and almost, um, had you go through some of these things to build you up and, and put, put your godly armor on to be able to go out into this world and then to, to maybe soften it again, soften your heart to where you can explain these things to different people to where they can receive it in a way and maybe not have to deal with some of these pressures and things like such a blessing having you on here and hearing, hearing your story. So it's just, it's, it's amazing, man. Just thank you. Man, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing to have such opportunity to, to be able to explain my story to somebody because you cannot have a testimony without a test. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible says Revelation chapter 12, in Revelation 12 from the seventh verse, the Bible said we overcome, we overcame the devil by the words of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. See, every time you testify what you're doing, you're glorifying and you're manifesting the power and the glory of God. So you're telling the devil that God is real because he's the only person who did this for me. Without him, I, I would have been, you know, I would have been in jail for 40 years for somebody new. But it's because of his grace, because of his power. So testimony is, is, is a way of saying God is real. The power is real. So you're overcoming by the words of your testimony. And you cannot have a, a testimony without a text. Mm. So by me coming to, to, to give my testimony, I'm actually manifesting the glory of God. I'm actually glorifying him publicly. I'm, I'm, I'm telling the devil that he's real. The power is real. Yeah, absolutely. He's Amen. He's willing to extend it to us. All we have to do is be willing and to help strengthen somebody going through it. And, you know, to help somebody understand he did it for me. He can do it for you. I'm not better than you. I'm not special than you. I don't know nothing more than you. I'm a sinner just like you. I for sure, I'm learning just like you. But he did it for me. He can do it for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, I think, you know, like you said, we all have a testimony and, and all of our testimony is unique and different to ourselves. But there's, you know, I think we can all look back in our life. There's points in times where God was trying to shake us or wake us up. And, and actually I, we just wrote a song called wake me up. And it's, it's about that. It's like, man, like God, I've been sleeping, you know, I've been walking through this life. Here we are, Richard and I being born in America, have everything to our, you know, everything from, from water to food, to TV, to internet, you know, all these just things we take for granted and we're just walking through life, just slumbering. You know, and like sometimes it takes the radical situations in our life to wake you up and say, snap out of it, man. God gave you these skills, these talents, these blessings for you to go back and glorify him. Not so that you can be elevated to the top of the mountain so that you can look up and say, that's the guy who gave it to you, man. And but not everybody takes him up on that. And that's the sad reality. And uh I, as all of us as parents, you know, we, Richard and I talk about this a lot. Like that is my number one job in life is to make sure that these kids know who their true father is in heaven so that we can all be there, to, you know, in, in eternity together. So uh, that's, great. that's good. Keep it up. That's that's great. That's that's 100 percent. You're 100 percent right. And, and you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing, man. So, yeah. So, 
it takes guys like this and conversations like that to keep us going because it's tiring bad like Heck you know. yeah well also so so now so now that we've we've kind of heard the beginning or the beginning and the middle and stuff you're you're into music now right like you're so this is the same thing that we're doing and you're pushing your music in a certain way and you're trying to be um seen in a different way and you're trying to be heard through through your art now so now that you're pushing out your art how are you so that's another part of the podcast that we're doing is we're trying to everybody has a different system in a different way how is it that you're doing shows and getting your music heard right? Are you playing in churches and stuff? Are you going to different um, clubs? We met, um, we met a fellow who was doing, uh, he was doing bar ministry where he was going to bars and he was, he was preaching there, right? Like every Sunday at, from a certain time to a certain time, um, Ezra Boggs, he was going there and he, and he was, he was preaching, right? And he was going to open up the floor for them to do it. Do you have a special way that you're doing it? Is there, is there limitations on your gigs? How are you booking your gigs? Well, I book new gigs right now. I, I'm not booking anything right now. But as far as, I mean, it's not like I don't want to. I'm available. But right now, I'm more focused on first, like, building the foundation. You know, putting the music out there, letting people know that there is an artist, a gospel artist called Lyrical. Letting the world know about Lyrica, you know, and when our foundation is built and, and people get to know who Lyrica is, you know, then people will start being fascinated or interested in booking Lyrica. So um, right now I'm, I'm, I'm more focused and paying attention to the marketing side, marketing and promoting the Spotify, you know, the YouTube um, um, website and traffic and all the stuff, you know, and, and, Building the fan base, basically, you know, building a solid fan base, basically, and and connecting and 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 building industrial relationship with people that will help to get me to the next level, you know, of my career where God want to take me. So that way, you know, I'm 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 building our foundation right now. I'm building our focus point, right? I'm I'm building our focus right now. At the same time, I'm producing more music. You know, I just released a new single called Above My Hair, I think about November last year, you know, any of November, almost December, something like that, called Above My Hair. I haven't really stopped, I haven't stopped promoting that yet, you know, but it's, it's, it's getting some place on YouTube, Spotify, it's like maybe up to soon 2,600 monthly listener, you know, and I already haven't promoted nice. it, you know. I just put it out there. I ain't promoting nothing yet. So I'm about to start doing promotion. Just got connected with this dude from Billboard. You know, Billboard, you know, he and myself been talking, you know, to start some, you know, major radio campaign, you know, and Spotify, you know, and, and all that. Just to, just to set me up, you know, and build that foundation that, you know, lyrical is not just, any type of gospel musician, but he's actually a serious gospel musician who who has a gospel ministry, a real serious gospel ministry. So yeah. that's my focus. That's what I'm trying to build, that foundation. And then when that foundation is built, I'm going to just pick it up from there and, and, and just run with it. 
Yeah, I think that's really important. And a lot of people, a lot of artists, a lot of bands don't understand that. And that's why they never leave the garage, right? Or the basement or, you know, always say that. But uh, that's what, like, we've worked with a lot of different mentors who, you know, have um, poured their knowledge and wisdom into us. And that's the first thing they say is like, they want to know what's that foundation look like? Do you got the EPK set up? Who's your distributor? Are you got it, everything protected through, you know, BMI or ASCAP or, or TuneCore or any of those different sites like that? What's your, your social media look like, right? And so you have to have all those pieces in play for anybody to take you seriously, whether it's a club, whether it's a promoter or anybody like that. But I'm kind of curious, like, what's your team look like? Because, you know, with a full play, you know, that that's tough to do, especially as like a, an artist who's, you know, like being a hip hop or rap artist, you know, being the, the solo front man, like you don't got five other guys in the band, I'm assuming. So what, what's your team look like? I mean, to be honest, right now, my team is just me. Cause I am me. Yeah. You know, God, my family. You know, my it's a pretty good team. My, <laughs> you know, I first, you know, me and my family. Yeah. You know, that's my team now and 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 besides just other relationship industrial relationship that i'm building you know besides that but my team is just got myself and my family you know that's, that's my team that's awesome so you off you know what freestyle is now right, right? <laughs> and so yeah, you're probably I'm good at it would you say um, so I've I've heard some of your music before now because yeah, yeah, you yeah. know we we send each other um, stuff here and there like when you came out with your song you said it to me I, I listened to it showed it to my wife some of my friends stuff like that um, is it safe to say like you're bringing some of your West African influences into your music to show who you are while you're you're bringing in that hip hop life and all molding this together almost. Like it's gospel, but it's almost like your own kind of genre of gospel. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, you do definitely right. You know, if you listen to my 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 music, it's two things you will get out of it. The first thing you will get out out of my music is I'm preaching. I'm preaching the gospel. You know, I'm preaching about the power, the manifestation, salvation. You know about God and and. And, and the power and the importance and the significance of seeking God, you know, I'm basically preaching. That's the first thing you will get out of my music. The next thing you will get out of my music is my life. Hmm. You know, from Africa to America, you know, my experiences from growing up in Africa to, to the street life in America to going to jail, that's what you will get, you know, because my music represents me. So when you listen to my music, it's like I print a 3D picture of my life. So when you listen to my music, you will know exactly what I'm about. You know, it's like you print a 3D picture. You will know exactly what I'm about. You know, like like my first single I released called um, Only You. Right from the jump, I said, um, 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 the song basically said, I wrote that song in jail, actually. I wrote one of you in jail. One of you was given to me by the Holy Spirit in jail as a, as a song of testimony to testify that. He said, write a song to testify that only God did this for you. Not your mother, not your father, not your friends, not your sister, not your brother, but only God. 
So it was called Unigi, mm. you know, that, and I wrote that song in jail. And, 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 and right from the jump, the, the song started, it started like this. I felt like Satan put a hit on me. I've been facing 40 years of jail time. You heard, homie, seen it? So, so right from the jump, I let you know the situation I'm in, how I feel. I feel like the devil put a hit on me. I feel like he was after my life. So he put price, he put money on my head. He put a hit on me. He had me facing 40 years of jail time. But because of God's grace and mercy, grace was extended to me in jail. And grace said, I can't let you go because I got a purpose for your life. And our purpose is not yet fulfilled. So grace was there to say, no, I can't let you go. Yeah. Seeing it? So, so right when you listen to it, it's like you, you right from the jump, you already know. Okay, he talking about some deep stuff. He talking about some real reality light stuff. It's not some type of make make. You know, I ain't making making stuff. I ain't I ain't faking stuff. I ain't I ain't trying to exaggerate stuff. You know, to make me look tough or, or real. No. I'm explaining, I'm telling you my life. I'm yeah. telling you my life story. I, I think as a songwriter, and I think people who don't write music don't understand this, that truth is one of the hardest things to, to write into a song. It's so easy to use cliche or, or cheesy phrases or, you know, kind of pander to the genre. I, I would kind of compare it to like comedians. You know, a good comedian is one who doesn't swear, who's not vulgar and can still make you laugh, Right. It's easy right. to go dirty and get a cheap laugh. It's the same thing with writing music, you know? And like when you uh when you pour your heart and your soul and you pour truth into it, you know, that is one of the toughest things you can do. But when you do it, it's the realest thing that you can do and people relate to it. And that's the difference between people who are, are good artists and who are great artists, you know. And that and that's something I gotta say that Richard, you know, I've I play with a lot of people and he's probably one of the, the best lyrical writers that I've performed or played with. And I feel so blessed with what we're doing because we get to speak truth into to our music. You know, we have some cheesier songs and fun songs okay. and stuff like yeah. that. That's cheesy is easy, right? <laughs> but but the, the truthful songs are the ones we walk back and we're like, man, you know, I hope that touched somebody tonight. And I hope somebody connects with that. And maybe that changes their life in a little way that that you know if we would have played that other song it, it wouldn't have you know so true that you said man truth got truth come from within it comes from within you so when you're writing song that deals with truth you focus you don't just write you think twice you know before you write because you want to write something that people will relate to and they will know it's real because the way they relate to it you know that's why you see the gospel whenever the gospel is being preached conviction takes place because hmm. the bible is true so when the bible the word of god is being released it convicts because it relate people relate exactly to what the gospel is saying in a way that it make them feel like, damn, I made that mistake. This is why I'm going through this. I need to stop doing this. Yeah. Because it's true. The truth hits you in the most deepest part of 
your soul. So when you listen to a song that's filled with so much truth, you fall in love with it, you relate to it because it hits you in the deepest part of your soul and spirit. And you're like, man, he, he's not just making songs. He's actually speaking something. He actually speaking reality. This is something that I can relate to because I'm going through it. You know, I, in that same song, I said, I said, my mom fasted for three days and three nights on her knees in God pressing, crying, Lord, please have mercy on him. This is me putting a picture of what my mother was doing and what she was going through when I was in jail. Mm. Seeing it? So when someone, when you listen to it, you're like, man, he has a praying mother. He has a mother that didn't give up. Mm. While he was still fishing out 40 years, she was on her knee in God's presence crying on behalf of her son. Man, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Hey, man. Yeah. So we're running out of time right now. I got so we we have one last little thing we like to do. Um, we usually do this, but I'm going to switch it up today. I got something new I want to try. Uh, me and Travis were talking about it before. I want to hit you with a couple quick fire questions. OK, B- because of your, your your background. First, first one. Um, what's better, West African cuisine or the cuisine you've had when you were here? <laughs> I don't even know if West Africa, if, if we, in my country, I don't know if we even have a cuisine in my country. No. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not, I started hearing about cuisine when I came to America. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, well, then this, this one, everybody's got one of these. Okay, so a West African sunset or an East Coast New Jersey sunset? African sunset. That's what's up. That's what's up. I bet it's gorgeous. That's my, my last question. My last question before we end this. Um, would you prefer a night in the city or, you know, a week in the country? Like in which country? Like the, the, like the, east, the, the South, South America or like when you say in the country? Like well, I just east. mean like, like, no, like you walk outside on your deck and you don't see lights. You see the stars, right? So like you got some land, you ain't got no buildings, you ain't got no nothing. So you can cut, you can have like a real nice apartment where you can go no down, you got a gym, <laughs> you got a pool, you got a weight room, or you got a nice piece of land with the creek running through it and it's quiet and you see the stars. What are you choosing, man? It depends, though. It depends. You, know? you got to choose. You got to choose. What are the other? Come on. <laughs> well, I say it depends because it depends on the position I'm at at that time or what I'm trying to accomplish at that time. You know? So, you know, like you said, Tom, so let me let me just make it real short, quick, right? You got so, one minute. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> So, 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 so to say, okay, I'm trying to promote, I'm trying to market this song, right? I'm trying to push this song, right? I mean, the city because they're where the radio station, the headquarters, they're where everything at. So I need it. I need a city for that. But okay, I'm trying to focus on God. I'm trying to spend a lunar time, just me and God. I don't want distraction. I need a country for that. Just the, the quiet running creek. I'm sitting by the creek, focusing on God, meditating on God. No distraction, no loud train, no none of that. You seen it? Well, nah, there you have it. 
All right. There's the answer. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we are going to uh, get cut off this podcast here. One second. Zoom's going to kick us off. But we thank you so much. Thank you so much, bro. Erica. We will uh, we'll share all your information. We'll make sure people get this message. And uh, we want to do this again. So thanks for coming on today. And uh, we'll be in touch. Till no next problem. time. Uh, God bless you. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you're an artist interested in joining the conversation or would like to share your feedback, please email us at chasinganthems at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.